Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing. And for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening. Am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. It's Thursday, September 21st. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. Up first, signs of a growing rift emerge between Ukraine and one of its primary allies, Poland. Could a growing dispute between the two countries over grain exports cause the Polish government to rethink its level of military support to Ukraine? At least one Polish minister believes so. Next, we turn our sights on New York City, where the UN General Assembly continues its long-standing tradition of emitting tons of hot air into the atmosphere. UN Chief Guterres, opening a climate session, declared that humanity has, quote, opened the gates to hell and called on nations to end fossil fuel subsidies in order to save the planet. Not to be outdone, the Biden administration introduces the American Climate Corps, a New Deal-style program with promises to employ 20,000 people in its inaugural year. Finally, in the back of the brief, the state of Pennsylvania rolls out a significant revamp of its voter registration system. By automatically registering residents to vote when they obtain a driver's license or state ID card, is Pennsylvania strengthening election security or merely sparking more concerns? But first, today's PDB Spotlight. While President Biden and Ukrainian President Zelensky stood in New York City yesterday urging a united front against Russia, a rift appears to be widening between Ukraine and one of its staunchest allies, Poland. Szymon Szynkowski-Welsenk, say that three times fast, the Polish Minister for EU Affairs, has signaled a potential decrease in Poland's support for Ukraine due to tensions over Ukrainian agricultural imports. He states, Ukraine's actions influence Polish public opinion. The polls and current public sentiment toward aiding Ukraine reveal a shift that doesn't favor Ukraine. End quote. Velsenk explicitly warns that waning public support might translate into reduced assistance for Ukraine. So, what ignited this disagreement? Well, starting in May of this year, Ukraine found itself in an economic tussle with several allies. Five EU nations, Poland, Hungary, Slovakia, Romania, and Bulgaria, instituted bans on Ukrainian staples like wheat and maize, arguing that the influx of affordable Ukrainian grain was destabilizing their economies and hurting their farmers. 
The influx was essentially due to the fact that Russia had blockaded the ports, normally used by Ukraine to transport its grain exports. As a result, they turned to alternate land routes via the EU nations. Though these bans were poised to end recently, Poland, Hungary, and Slovakia decided to reinforce them, aiming to further safeguard their agricultural sectors. Now, Ukraine isn't sitting on its hands, though. In his UN speech this week, Ukrainian President Zelensky accused these EU countries of indirectly aiding Russia, describing their prior support as mere, quote, political theater. Ukraine has now initiated legal proceedings against Poland, Hungary, and Slovakia, accusing them of flouting international obligations. If these countries maintain their agricultural bans, Ukraine threatens to impose its own import restrictions in retaliation. But why is Poland adopting such a rigid position? Well, with upcoming parliamentary elections, officials appear keen to court a vital voting bloc, and that would be the farmers. Ukraine needs to navigate this situation carefully. Remember, Poland is more than just an ally. It's a critical pillar in Ukraine's military defenses. Highlighting this importance as an example, no country has sent more tanks to Ukraine than Poland, with a tally surpassing over 300. This rift with EU allies isn't the only potential fissure that Zelensky needs to worry about. He's heading to Washington, D.C. on Thursday to meet with U.S. lawmakers, and it's expected that some politicians will want to ask serious questions about the conflict and U.S. support. During his last visit to D.C., Zelensky received adoration and standing ovations. But time has passed, and within some circles, there's growing concern about the endgame, the effectiveness of the counteroffensive, the amount of U.S. resources expended, and Ukraine's ability to account for that support. Now, it doesn't mean that the U.S. government will be shifting or decreasing its crucial support, but it does indicate that the Congress, at least some members, have moved from the flag-waving, unquestioning support stage to the what-are-we-giving-where-is-it-going-and-how-does-it-end stage. And that is a shift that Zelensky will need to navigate very carefully. All right, up next, UN General Secretary Antonio Guterres declares that humanity has, quote, opened the gates to hell in an overheated speech to the General Assembly as President Biden unveils his own plans for an FDR-style make-work program known as the Climate Corps. I'll be right back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, we made it through winter. Look at that. And spring, well, it's in full bloom, which, of course, means summer is just around the corner. You see how I figured that out? And that means more time spent outdoors. Not to mention, you got to get into summer shape, huh? Factor can help you spend less time in the kitchen and make sure you're eating well and meeting your wellness goals. Factors, no prep, no mess meals, save time, and help with getting and keeping you in great shape for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors, fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Seriously, it's going to be beach time soon. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you keep kitchen time to a minimum. 
Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking or cleaning up. Factor is part of our meal routine at the Baker Compound. And I can tell you, food is delicious and it's a complete time saver. Head to factormeals.com slash pdb50, that's five zero, and use code pdb50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code pdb50 at factormeals.com slash pdb50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Welcome back to the President's Daily Brief. We're now three days into the UN General Assembly in New York. I know, it, it only seems like a month. And climate doom and gloom appear to be the top concern of the international body. On Wednesday, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres took center stage at the Climate Ambition Summit, sort of a summit within a summit, a, a sub-summit, and painted a pretty grim picture, declaring that, quote, humanity has opened the gates to hell. Seriously? Look, humanity opened the gates to hell when TV executives greenlit Tiger King. Guterres went on to describe a world of horrendous heat, distraught farmers losing their crops to floods, and rising temperatures ushering in disease and God knows what else, lambs sleeping with lions, Democrats and Republicans cohabitating, real apocalyptic stuff. This all comes just one day after President Biden made similarly grim predictions and declared a need to, quote, climate-proof the world. Yeah, climate-proof. The UN, an organization that can't manage to officially censure Russia for its invasion of Ukraine, is entertaining talk about climate-proofing the world. But what does that mean exactly in the UN's playbook? Guterres, with his acceleration agenda, seems to think it involves halting the fossil fuel subsidies dished out by nations around the world. Now, the subsidies have essentially been used to lower the cost of fossil fuel production and incentivize the exploration and development of new energy sources. What's grabbed headlines recently is that those subsidies soared to $7 trillion in 2022 as governments recovered from the COVID pandemic and also dealt with spiking energy prices caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The invasion, you'll recall, that the UN can't collectively condemn because, well, with Russia, China, and India all holding veto power as permanent members of the UN Security Council, the organization can't organize panic in a doomed submarine. Secretary Guterres didn't stop with a call for an end to fossil fuel subsidies and his desire to close the gates of hell. He also pushed for putting a price on carbon and holding businesses and financial institutions feet to the fire, ensuring that they honor climate promises. One has to wonder, is the UN all talk and no action? How do these grand plans turn into tangible results, especially when, historically, the United Nations climate targets have been missed more often than not? It seems the world might be waiting quite some time for concrete results. And here's the thing. It's possible to hold competing or conflicting thoughts in your head at the same time, meaning you can believe that the planet's climate does change and that mankind should be mindful of the planet and work to be good stewards of the environment. At the same time, you can believe that the world of climate activism is populated by all sorts, from honest believers and serious-minded scientists to climate grifters looking to make money by fear-mongering and bullying. Now, 
While U.N. Secretary Guterres preaches about ending oil subsidies, the Biden administration is rolling out another idea designed to stop the seas from rising, the American Climate Corps. Now, this claims to be a climate initiative, but let's dig just a little bit deeper. On the surface, the program aims for lofty goals, like boosting community resilience to natural disasters. It even takes inspiration from the New Deal's Civilian Conservation Corps, which focused more on economic recovery than anything else. The White House anticipates that the Climate Corps program could employ 20,000 individuals in its first year. However, Biden's climate policy advisor, Ali Zaidi, admits the program has, quote, broader goals beyond addressing the climate crisis. Ah, there's always broader goals. Tracing the origins of the Climate Corps, you'll discover it's inspired by progressive groups like the Sunrise Movement. Its director, Varshini Prakash, envisions not just addressing climate, but also, quote, building a fair and equitable new economy. And a visit to the Sunrise Movement's website reveals their belief that climate justice is deeply entwined with racial reparations. So, is the American Climate Corps truly about climate change, or is it more about mobilizing a paid brigade of progressive activists? Whatever. If anyone has any thoughts on what the price tag is for climate-proofing the planet, be sure to let me know. All right, in today's Back of the Brief segment, we're diving into Pennsylvania's new voting shakeup. How about this? Automatically registering to vote when you get a driver's license or state ID card? Well, it sounds convenient. But what about security concerns and the potential for ineligible voters? I'll be right back. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code PODCAST. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code PODCAST. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. You've heard it said, and it's true, time is our most precious commodity. And the question is, how can you spend it wisely to improve yourself and the people around you? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you about a great way to continue the lifelong process of learning, and that's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. Correct, I did say free. As an example, sign up for Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution. Now, in this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it's been undermined for more than a century 
by progressivism and liberalism. The course is self-paced, so you can start whenever and wherever. Enroll now in Constitution 101. Our country needs more Americans who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedom of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and unaccountable government. Go right now to hillsdale.edu pdb to enroll. There's no cost, and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu pdb to register. Welcome back to the PDB. In today's Back of the Brief, Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro announced a significant change to the state's voting system. From now on, when applicants obtain a driver's license or state ID, the state will automatically register them to vote. Instead of opting in as before, residents now have to opt out if they don't wish to register. Shapiro believes this initiative will strengthen election security. This change has the potential to make a significant impact. 1.7 million Pennsylvanians are currently eligible to vote, but have not registered. Importantly, Governor Shapiro made this decision unilaterally, without the legislature's involvement. Given that non-U.S. citizens with legal status can get a driver's license or state ID, there are logical concerns about the voting registration process. However, the Pennsylvania Department of State assures that ineligible individuals won't encounter the voter registration option during DMV procedures. But this raises a question. Can we fully trust the state bureaucracy to screen out non-eligible individuals? Pennsylvania's swing state status adds another layer of complexity. With a contentious election looming, many Pennsylvanians are scrutinizing the security of their electoral system. And here's an interesting twist. Pennsylvanians don't have to show an ID to vote. It seems ironic, right? So residents get registered to vote when they obtain a state ID, but aren't required to show it when they vote. Huh. Going back to one of my favorite life themes, you can believe two conflicting things at the same time. In this case, you can believe that it's important to make it easy for citizens to register and take part in the voting process. It should be considered a civic duty. But you can also believe that it's not asking too much to ensure that would-be voters show proof of citizenship and residency. Nations all over the world do it. Just try going and voting illegally in someone else's country. Now, it's insulting to posture that people aren't capable of obtaining the necessary ID. And it's not insulting to ask them to show ID when voting. This isn't rocket science. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Thursday, September 21st. If you have any questions or comments, reach out to us at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker. Until tomorrow, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.